Broadcasting live from the Dungeon Descent on the plane of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. This is Tap Tap Concede. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham and joining me is Nelson. Hi there. And Cameron. We finally nailed it. Yeah, got there. It's it's <laughs> completely immutable. It's you, you can't tell me I got it wrong this time. Oh, but you definitely can. This show <laughs> is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Order yourself some well, I was going to say order yourself some AFR and you, you know, you still should. But of course, we are recording this episode in the past for use in the future. So I don't know exactly when you're going to be listening to this episode. Order whatever the cool thing is that's out or coming out that you can order or pre-order. I'm going to hazard a guess and say Innistrad Vampire Set. Oh, good idea. Yeah. We're pretty good at using up our power-ups here on Living Ready Run. We don't save them until the end of the game, so this bonus Crack-A-Pack episode is probably being launched sometime in the year 2021. Yeah, we don't finish Final Fantasy games with 99 heal potions around here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I'm so bad for that. Oh, me too. I lied. I just lied to all our listeners. Wait, if all three of us are potion hoarders, how is it that we've always used up our TTC like spares like so quickly every time? Because oh. we care for one another and insist that we use our our, oh. our things instead of seeing one another beat ourselves against the rocks. It's the group. The group yeah. is able to notice that it's time to use the heal potion. Exactly. Yeah. The, the show is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you so much. We wouldn't be able to heal ourselves as a group without you. Exactly. All right. So yeah, this is a crack a pack episode. I've got a stack of packs here that I grabbed from the moon base, and we're gonna get right into it with this pack of Amon Ket. This was given to us by Commander Rud87 in mail time. Oh, that noise. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, this pack, it's a different kind of it's like a sturdier foil than I'm used to. Yeah. Anyway, first up, we have the Dune Beetle, because I guess they didn't want to print the word dung. Actually, I just noticed the scale skull in this frame, and this beetle is an absolute unit. Well, it does have four toughness, right? Yeah, it's 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 the size of a bus. This is some Starship Troopers malarkey. I always felt bad for these guys, right? This poor little fellow. All he does is just absorb minus one, minus one tokens until <laughs> he dies. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it's a one in a black for a one four insect, and that's all. That's all it does. Except as Cameron said, receive counters because you got to put them somewhere. Sure, not putting on my crocagator. Yeah, that's true. Blocks well though, which you needed to do because this format could get very aggressive. Wait, this was the block where you should never block in both Amonkhet and Hour and Devastation. There was like no upside to blocking unless you had something like this. It was Zendikar <laughs> Part Two. Yeah. Next up, we have a River Serpent, five and a blue for a five five serpent. It can't attack unless there are five or more cards in your graveyard, but you can cycle it for a single blue. Yeah, yeah, it's like opt without the scry. <laughs> That's generally why what people used River Serpent for, yeah. It, it was an uncounterable opt, not that anyone was countering anything <laughs> in uh, Amonkhet either. Yeah, the cycling deck was also pretty real in this format. Boy, this one, this, this set was all over the place. All right, Compulsory Rest is next. One and a white for a creature enchantment. It can't attack or block, and it has two and sacrifice this creature. You gain two life, and the you at that point is the controller because the creature has gained that ability. So it's weird removal. You're basically like, look, that thing can't attack or block, and then later on, you, the controller, you know, as as like, you know, 
you, the deal you're getting out of this is that at some point you get to cash that creature in for two life. Yeah, it's a pretty weird like alternative to pacifism. You know, pacifism not not broken in its own right and like pretty common in sets. Like the pacifism's just been printed a lot, or something like pacifism's been printed a lot. But compulsory rest was this weird one where if they wanted to, they could get their creature back in their graveyard, which was relevant so that you couldn't totally like hose their bomb stuff or their eternalized stuff, I guess. Which made this card a fair bit weaker than pacifism, like quite a bit weaker than pacifism than you might initially think to look at it right like oh their creature's still dead it's like well is their creature still dead yeah and i I mean there wasn't a lot of enchantment removal i want to say but yeah i don't remember it being what's the word not promiscuous ubiquitous yes there we go there we (laughs) got there i don't remember the enchantment removal being particularly promiscuous but i was just a devout aggro player back then you know sticking in my lane it was college right (laughs) yeah next we have an ancient crab it's a one five for one blue blue that's it yeah yep this is what they gave us to block with what more do you want i don't know abilities (sighs) must be nice yeah some kind of dynamic play pattern It's a crab. You will love him. Yeah, pretty much. We'll just move on to another blue card. Winds of Rebuke. One in a blue for an instant. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Each player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. I don't I don't remember this one coming up a lot. No. It's fine. It's disperse. And then you had to sort of gamble on who mills better. It was fine. Like, yeah. Wasn't a great card. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that River Serpent can't attack unless there's a bunch of stuff in your graveyard, but that was probably just hoping for, like, cycling. Was there a blue, like, cares about having lots of things in your bin archetype? What was the blue-black uncommon from Amonkhet? It was like a... Fl- no, it cared about... Like, the blue-black archetype cared about what cycling. Yeah, I wanted you to have permanence in play and then cycle. Yeah. So I don't know if this worked too much with any other blue cards, but, you know, there were white and I want to say green or black cards that could come back from your graveyard. Mm. Okay. Like the sacred cat, right? Remember that that ability was from this set. Oh, right. Embalm. Embalm, yeah. So like, okay. were there embalm creatures? There were there were blue embalm creatures too. There were embalm oh, yeah, creatures yeah. in every color, weren't there? Yep. Yeah, the, there was the 3-2 the bird. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like what you played if you didn't have a good blue deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was at least good for you could bounce the embalmed token, but you might, the downside is you might mill further embalmed creatures out of your opponent's deck, but then you might also mill some out of yours. So, okay. Okay. I remember this now. Didn't come up a lot, but it's not garbage. Next up is Angry Kitty. This is the Initiate's Companion. It's one green for a 3-1 cat when Ever it deals combat damage to a player, untap, target creature, or land. Everyone's favorite, exert enabler. Oh, yeah. Or at least I think that's the idea with this card. I never saw it happen that much. It's a 3-1. It can't really deal damage to the player. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw this. Like, this could really only ever get in on turn three if you were very lucky and your opponent didn't have a two-drop creature. And then you just got to untap a land. Like, I, I think I saw this... Well, no, because it was in combat, so you couldn't, like, you couldn't use it to cast a four drop, so you couldn't, like, ramp yourself on turn three, but I, I don't know. I saw it do stuff, but nothing that mattered. <laughs> Right. Next is Pursue Glory, three and a red for an instant. Attacking creatures get plus two plus oh until end of turn, and you can cycle it for two. This is the last pick. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I, not excited about this one. Yeah, you pass yeah. pass your uh, pass your neighbor to the left one card, and it's often this one. We're still in the commons, but for me so far, the absolute all star of this pack currently is Colossipede. Mm. Five and a green for a five-five insect. That's it. But the Colossipede was surprisingly good 
the set was really good to uh, Golgari decks in Limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because the Golgari deck also had a lot of interesting decision points in it. Mm-hmm. Right. I found it interesting and stimulating to play. Mm-hmm. It was just having a having a big thing sometimes was all you needed. It was just like, you know what? A 5-5 five, five for 5 sounds great. Sign me up. It can block. It can trade. Yeah. yeah. Like, I agree totally. And this one, the one in this set particularly, I think was the first one where we were like, you know what? The f- green common 5 drop doesn't need to have Vigilance or Trample or gain a life when it enters the battlefield. Nothing like that. It can just be a 5-5 five, five for 5. That's good enough for them. Yeah. It can just be big. And it was important, I think, for us drafters to realize that too. Yeah. that it, it, As it turns out, that's the non-templated a green evergreen mechanic is just big <laughs> <laughs> next up we have the luxa river shrine it's a three mana artifact for one and tap you gain one life and then you put a brick counter on luxa river shrine or you can just tap it and gain two life but you can only activate this if there are three or more brick counters on luxa river shrine so three mana and then another three mana over three turns to gain three life and then you can just tap it to gain two life whenever you want i think of all the things that used brick counters this was probably the worst yeah like i enjoyed the brick counter thing like especially the one that let you draw cards and the one that let you tap things down yeah those were good this i don't even remember existing no it's a bad card but you could bring it in from your sideboard against boros like if you had too many high drops in your yeah, bl- yeah. blue green or black green or black blue deck um or blue white deck and then your opponent was like boros curvins at three which was like kind of the best deck in the draft format you could this is one of the cards you could bring in just to be like okay this is a thing that will do something and hopefully buy me at least half a turn mm. it's not as good as that crap you know you're right (laughs) oof next we have our first uncommon it's an aftermath card spring to mind so spring is two and a green search your library for a basic land put it onto the battlefield tap then shuffle and mind is four blue blue with aftermath meaning you can only cast it from your graveyard and draw two cards oh i should say spring is a sorcery mind is an instant wasn't mind kind of the only aftermath card with or the only instant card with aftermath or the only instant spell my gosh. I remember reading that somewhere that they were very like, they wanted the aftermath cards to not be surprises for players, or they wanted to limit the amount of surprise you could experience from an aftermath card. Yeah. I, I can't think of another one offhand. They all seem like sorceries. There's definitely, I think the blue red one, like the front side, like the, the, the from your hand side is an instant, but then the, the graveyard side is a sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember the blue red one was like, it's like uh, counterspell, counterspell. Right? Well, yeah. it wasn't, it was like a miscalc, right? Funny. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I remember like appreciating this design space. They were like, there will be an instant aftermath card, but what it will do is draw you two cards. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not going to blow up the board yeah. if you forget it exists. And spring, I mean, it is fine. Like, it's a three mana rampant growth rather than two. But hey, sometimes you just kind of want that. Yeah, totally in on this card. Love yeah. it. Just want to sign up for drawing all of the cards in my deck and then conceding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's probably my pick so far. Just doing a quick shuffle through here. Yeah, that or the... Colossipede. Yeah, I was going to say that or Colossal Steve over there, yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have Embalmer's Tools. So it's a two-mana artifact. It says, activated abilities of creature cards in your graveyard cost one less to activate. So that includes Embalm and Eternalize. So you could do that for cheaper. It also says, tap an untapped zombie you control. Target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. I think I saw someone cast this once, the whole format. Yeah. It wasn't me. Do you have any proof? 
No. And I remember passing it a lot. Yeah. Like the white the white black zombies deck was pretty cool. And I think the idea with this card was that you could get into a board stall against green decks or whatever with white black zombies and it gave you another way to to win besides the like white plus three plus three and flying Mm -hmm. yeah i never saw this card actually get picked or cast or do anything next is battlefield scavenger one and a red for a two two jackal rogue you may exert battlefield scavenger as it attacks and a reminder exert was that it doesn't untap on your next untap step because it's so tired And this says, whenever you exert a creature, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. So you get to rummage. Now, the interesting thing about this one is that this card doesn't itself do anything when it exerts, but it has this static ability that says whenever you exert a creature, do this thing, meaning it does count itself or other creatures. So if you exert multiple creatures in a turn, you could rummage multiple times. I liked this card in theory. I don't think I ever untapped with it. I feel like this was a a removal magnet, rational or not. It's kind of the exert lord, right? Like it doesn't give plus one, plus one to your exert creatures or anything, but it does, you know, get better the more you have exert creatures. It's my pick so far out of this pack. Agreed. Agreed. We have a full art mountain, of course, and then we have a rare and a foil rare. Dang. All right. So our rare is Honored Hydra, which is going to be my pick. Spoilers, because this card is busted in in the format draft. Five and a green for a six, six snake Hydra with trample. And like, that's it. But, you know, six, six trample for six. okay. but then you can embalm it for three and a green. So six mana, six, six. If they deal with it, then it's a four mana, six, six with trample. I, too, would like two Hydras. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the number one so far now. Yeah. Yeah. And our foil rare is, it's another Aftermath card, actually. It's also powerful. Commit to memory. I think this Mm -hmm. is the one you were talking about. So commit is three and a blue for an instant. Put target spell or non-land permanent into its owner's library second from the top. And then memory is four blue blue for a sorcery with Aftermath, of course. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. This card's great for Canadian Hallander blue decks, or it's probably really fun in Commander 2. I don't know if I've played in Commander yet, but I, I like it as a card. For the draft, I'm taking the Hydra. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next pack. I selected largely at random from just grabbing stuff that looked neat out of our drawer at the office. This is a pack of Battle Bond. This was given hey. to us by Ewan at C2E2 in Chicago. Everybody loves Battle Bond. Yeah. Let me in. What's with this pack? It's so strong. We we have been indoors for so long that our <laughs> muscles have atrophied to the point where now even magic packs are beyond our strength. My, my hands. Remember 2019 when I was strong enough to open a pack? Got there. All right. All right. Everything's backwards. That's so weird. Yeah. Battle Bond, I guess, like everybody knew all the packs were going to be opened and then shared. And so maybe they had the thing where they were like trying to make sure it's easier to keep your card secret from everyone else. I don't know. I guess. It's still a draft pack. So. All right. First, into the commons. I've rearranged the packs. We have commons, then uncommons, then rare. Aurora Champion. I am going to know the least of these cards, let me tell you. Two and uh, white for a 3-2 elf warrior. Whenever Aurora Champion attacks, if your team controls another warrior, tap target creature. We should remind people what the heck Battle Bond is. Sure. Battle Bond was a two-headed giant draft format. The packs contain, I want to say, a few extra cards. Is it 20 cards per pack? Nope, normal okay. packs. Okay, normal packs. But your team will take two cards per pack, and it's meant to be drafted in pods of eight 
players on four teams. So everybody opens a pack, or not everybody, four four of the players, essentially, each team opens the pack, takes two cards, pass to the left, and then there's draft rounds until all those are taken, and then, and so on, you, you open up, I think, six packs total for, for your team. So it's like the same, if I'm remembering right, it's the same number of packs and the same number of cards that you would do in a normal draft, but they're, they're making a shared pool, and then you build two 40-card decks out of those and there's no sideboard because you just play one game into it a giant yeah it's really fun it's super fun i think i've played it at our we did a pre pre pre-release for it and then we i played it at i want to say gp vegas and then maybe a couple times at seattle because adam was basically press ganging people into playing battle (laughs) bond (laughs) because it's like his favorite format ever it's all we did at, Com- at Command Fest, pretty much. We played a bit of Commander. Yeah. Adam was... I, I remember Adam loving this. Yeah. Adam, Adam's a big fan. And I do recall... So that's why this card refers to your team. In in single player, your team is just you. So this card still works in single player. But, I mean, why? But I do recall there being a Warriors sort of tribal sub-theme. And so, yeah, in this case, whenever this attacks, if either of you controls another Warrior, you get to tap something. So a 3-2 for 3 with that seems good. Agreed. Yeah. Any more cards in the back? Uh, yes, there are. Dwarven Lightsmith. Five and a white for a 3-4 dwarf cleric with assist, which says another player can pay up to five generic mana of this spell's cost. When dwarven lightsmith enters the battlefield, creatures your team controls get plus one plus one until end of turn. So I think I think assist was always just that your teammate can pay any amount of the generic mana. I think that's right. Yeah. So three, four for six, the buffs your team for the turn but you can both pay for it it's all right yeah it's an okay finisher if you can you know the, if the pump is going to help you get through an alpha strike i think we ran into it oh, yeah. <laughs> next we have fill with fright three and a black for a sorcery target player discards two cards and scry two this card is way better in battle bond than it was in mirrodin <laughs> <laughs> really well i guess it hits both players right uh no i don't think so it's target player right just yeah just target yeah player. it's just okay. after after four turns you kind of know who you're going for and mm. if you can if you can take out uh, also with hand attack spells it's like mind rod is usually the best in limited when you can get their last two cards and it, before they've had the mana or the opportunity to play them right that's kind of that's the most the typical best mind rod and in two at a giant it's just kind of you get more chances to do that because there's two opponents yeah so somebody will always be kind of running their hand out yeah yeah and it also means that because you have a team that like you can spend the turn paying four mana for this while your teammate can be developing the board and the other thing is like it's really typical to build two decks one that plans to run everything out of the board as fast as possible and maybe hold a combat trick and another which plans to play more interactive spells Mm. next we have wandering wolf which is one in a green i almost said white i don't know why i guess it's because wandering wolf uh one in a green for a 2-1 wolf creatures with power less than wandering wolf's power can't block it i think i lost one game to this card if you can if you can get an equipment on it like sometimes you know they just have to tap your biggest creature or whatever and like it can be hard to answer give it bigger power and then suddenly things can't block it yeah next wrap in flames here's another way to win some games three and a red for a sorcery it deals one damage to each of up to three target creatures those creatures Creatures can't block this turn. Again, more playable than it was in, in Rise of Eldrazi. Yeah, Rise of Eldrazi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you just need to close out a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, they wouldn't print in this format, you know, 
three three mana creatures can't block this turn yeah period whereas like sometimes that happens in other sets right you just get panic attack or or even falter you know from urza saga like there's been effects like that that are like okay in a two-player game like fair enough okay if you have enough creatures to alpha strike you win but like it's really easy to get yourself in a position where if your opponent's creatures can't block at all you win this turn into a giant mm-hmm. next up fertile ground one in a green for a land enchantment. Whenever enchanted land is tapped for mana, its controller adds an additional one mana of any color. Always good. Yeah. Yep. Also, always good. At least I think it's always good. Omen Speaker. One in a blue for a 1-3 human wizard. When Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, scry two. Love it. Mm-hmm. Always love to flop one of these on turn two. Wish I could block Wandering Wolf, but yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Touche. Crawl Warrior. Is one in a green for a two-two insect warrior, and for five in a green, it gets plus three plus three until end of turn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of these. <laughs> you will typically get to eight mana in this format. Yeah, definitely. I know I've told this story on the podcast before. Definitely lost a game of I don't know what was it, Dragon's Maze or something, to someone having twelve mana and just being like, oh, it gets plus six plus six. <laughs> So you die. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. Next, we have Cowl Prowler for Green Green for a 6 6 worm. Yep. 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 Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's that dinosaur without trample. Yeah. I'm just going to move right along to, boy, what a reprint. Yoshin Soldier. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Three mana artifact creature with vigilance, and it's a 1 4. Yeah, I remember this from Antiquities, right? Yeah. The flavor text being like when 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 Yota was was that the name of the city? And when the city was sacked while its soldiers were away helping, you know, he vowed that none of his allies would ever lack for defenders again. I thought the flavor text on Yoshin Soldier said something about an army only moving as quickly as its slowest unit. But maybe I'm remembering a different card. Let me look it up. We're talking about the Antiquities printing, right? right. Yeah. After Krug was destroyed while most of its defenders were at his side, Urza vowed that none of his allies would ever need to fear for their own defense again, even while laying siege to a city far from their homes. Wow, you you remembered this flavor text almost verbatim. Good for you. Dang. I remembered about half of it. This one, by the way, says, Poets dream the verses of otherworldly stories. Artificers dream the blueprints of other planar artifacts. Neat. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of implies a lot about... about this yeah all right into the uncommons we have chakram slinger four and a red for a two four human warrior it has partner with chakram retriever and that means that the next card uh, is chakram retriever right that that's correct yes it (laughs) says when this creature enters the battlefield target player may put chakram retriever into their hand from their library then shuffle and it has an activated ability for red and tap it deals two damage to target player or planeswalker so yeah partner with was a thing where you could go and actually two it up and then yes you are correct that chakram retriever which is this adorable like elemental dog is four and a blue for a two four partner with chakram slinger so whichever one you cast first you or your partner can go and search up the relevant partner and this one says whenever you cast a spell during your turn untap target creature so they see how they sort of work together there so these were neat because like you could be like all right we take these two and then either i'm in a blue red deck and i run both of them or i'm in a red something deck and you're in a blue something deck and then whichever one of us cast this first the other gets to go looking for this this other card Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the draft mechanic was pretty neat like the way they they collated these packs the partner with cards are 
always together so that you could have the experience of getting to, you know, do the play pattern you just talked about, which was fun. But there's another thing you could do in the draft where if you just take, you open up this pack and there's a partner with combo, you can take just one of them if you're not like super interested in playing this partner with combo. Like this is one of the least powerful ones. And so you could take like just the human or just the dog and then maybe you table the other one, but at least nobody else gets to have the the partner with synergy because getting the free card off partner with is fairly powerful and your odds to play against whoever you're passing to in battle bond are pretty high right mm-hmm. right so on one hand uh very clear signal but on the other hand i mean would they take it yeah if they, i mean if they see the one card they know you took the other card and so like if you're if it comes around third and they're about to pass back to you you know you can do the math like oh whoever took the the red card could be the person i'm passing to next so i might have to then complete the hate draft of nobody getting this partner pair the other thing is there's six packs so you you might also just be able to get like sometimes you've got two of one card and one of another i i do like the idea of choosing violence if somebody like passes you half of a partner right just being like i only took the good one because i'm confident i'll wheel it just being like no yeah no homie don't play that game and that's okay too yeah Next, in the uncommons, we have The Crowd Goes Wild. X and a green for a sorcery with assist, so you can both dump as much mana in there as you want. Support X, so put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to X target creatures, and each creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it gains trample until end of turn. Yeah, this card was pretty good. Note, it's not fireball. You can't just put as much mana into it as you have. Only one counter can go on each creature you control. Yeah, so you can only target. Mm-hmm. You can only, X can only be as many creatures as you want to target. But yeah, pretty common judge call there. Yeah. But, but still a good card. And our rare, this is so cool because I don't know most of these cards. So this whole pack has been fascinating. Regna's Sanction, three and a white for a sorcery. For each player, choose friend or foe. Each friend puts a plus one, plus one counter on each creature they control. Each foe chooses one untapped creature they control then taps the rest that's gonna win a game yeah yeah don't remember coming up against this one huh oh yeah this certainly does seem like it will win a game all right cameron if we're a battle bond team for this pack should we just take can we just pass the partner pair and take the the green card and the white card that pump all of our creatures i think that would be wise nelson okay okay that's our play graham you probably have kathleen in the background what are you taking is it the same cards or would you do would you do something different uh, you're looking at sorry you're looking at the the chakram buddies no i think we're gonna take the rare that we just talked about and the crowd goes wild yeah i would agree with that honestly just go green white mm-hmm. counters yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice all right those both sound like two different ways to put counters on stuff and kill your opponent yeah we you also can honestly like i mentioned that like the most typical and i think the most common decks i've run into and decks i've built in battle bond were like one deck is kind of aggro maybe they're green or maybe they're white or maybe they're red and, and another color or some combination of naya and then the other deck is more reactive they're they're more grixis or maybe they're blue white or whatever but you can totally just play two creatures or two two decks with creatures and low curves like you can just say like we're gonna put our our foot on the gas and we only have to deal 30 instead of 20 but there's two of us so you know it makes your omen speaker picks look a lot better and uh, not you know on the on the opposing side from those creature decks and Mm -hmm. yeah you can win especially if you have a bunch of cards like this to pump your whole team for cheap yeah cool all right moving along we have a pack of core set 2019 given to us from jack and maggie lind doesn't say where so i'm assuming this was sent to us in mail time this is one of those like the retailer versions that has the big cardboard sheath on it for hanging on a peg hang on so much great ASMR today. Yeah, I gotta gotta get through the cardboard. All right. First up, 
Knight's Pledge. One and a white for... Uh, wow, these notably smell... Holy poof! <laughs> uh-huh. Jesus. Smell like what, Graham? No, just, just like, you know, printing chemicals. Just these... I don't know if it was something to do with the double double bagging, but these smell like like way uh, like fixatives and in ink. Yeah, holy crap! Whew, sorry, I just got a big whiff of it partway through reading this card, and then of course I was like, "Wait, is that the pack? Let's smell it directly." And that was a mistake. <laughs> you gonna be all right, champ? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll be fine all right knight's pledge a creature enchantment the enchanted creature gets plus two plus two sure yeah yeah there it is <laughs> yep i want to say there was an enchantment sub theme green white maybe was this the set that had the really good enchantress creature at uncommon oh i think so yeah just like mesa enchantress but with two power yeah that sounds familiar next we have anticipate is one in a blue instant look at the top three cards of your library put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order this is what blue players got before Watsy decided that opt was okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. Argue, undoubted, probably a more powerful spell than opt. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to pay two for it. Exactly. One card more powerful. Exactly. Mm. One card more powerful. Elvish Rejuvenator is next. Two and a green for a 1-1 elf druid. When this enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a land card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. It's got a bit of constructed play around the time that Field of the Dead was legal, I think. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that tracks. Infernal Scarring is next. One in a black for a creature enchantment. When enchanted creature gets plus two plus O, or sorry, enchanted creature gets plus two plus O and has, when this creature dies, draw a card. So yeah, I think I think the enchantment sub-theme was white-black in this set. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, cool. I, I remember in Origins, it was white-black as well. Next, we have Viashino Pyromancer. Maybe I am thinking of Origins. Hmm. Viashino Pyromancer is one in a red for a 2-1 Viashino Wizard. And when this enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target player or planeswalker. It's always going to get its two damage in. Turning on Wizard's Lightning since 2018. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, because it's a wizard. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like it, but I guess that's actually a, a staff they're holding. I mean, they're a Pyromancer. That's a kind of wizard. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're totally correct. Maybe among the Vishino, the difference between a wizard and a shaman is uh, subtle and up for debate. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember this turning up in wizard's decks and standard cues. Red decks. Rabid Bite is next. One and a green for a sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Back when Second Innistrad came out and this card was first printed, everyone at Yellow Jacket, every single draft was just like, wait, your creature doesn't deal damage to mine too? What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rabid Bite's so good. What's happening to magic cards? Mine just punches yours now? Yeah. I thought we just agreed fight was green, green removal. Yeah. yeah. Now this is just mug. <laughs> yeah sovereign's bite is next it's one in a black target player loses three life and you gain three life i never had the courage to put this in a deck no yeah no even the dedicated life gain deck that was in this set i believe maybe this was black white life gain and that that infernal scarring was just kicking around black is allowed to have an enchantment too as a treat filling slots yeah yeah it's true havoc devils is two red red for a four three devil with trample which is neat. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's fine and limited. Is it actually fine? Yeah, it's, it's fine. okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I like this card a lot more when it was one mana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Forgot about that guy. And, and didn't stay on the battlefield. 
Yeah. Only attacked once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't pair up great against this next card, but then surprisingly a lot in this format didn't. It's Thornhide Wolves. Four and a green for a four five wolf. And that's it. And they were annoying. Shortly after Colossipede, R&D realized, wait a second. <laughs> These green players are too spoiled. They don't even need the fifth power. Mm-hmm. Gallant Cavalry is three and a white for a 2-2 Human Knight with Vigilance that comes with another 2-2 Human Knight with Vigilance in the form of a token. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this did some good stuff. It was actually pretty irritating to deal with just because they got two bodies. And going wide is what this next card wanted to do. It's our first uncommon, Leonin Vanguard. Single white mana for a 1-1 cat soldier. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control three or more creatures, Leonin Vanguard gets plus one plus one until end of turn and you gain one life. Oh yeah, I play this card in Historic Soul Sisters, or I, or I did for a while. Yeah, it's just like the the sort of like self-pump is like maybe a thing, possibly. It's not super critical, but the fact that it can just sit there and gain life and trigger abilities that care about gaining life is pretty annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. It even does that when it is asleep, because we have sleep. Two blue blue for a sorcery. Tap all creatures, target player controls. Those creatures don't untap during that player's next untap step. I don't know how they did it, but somehow this draft format, I think sleep was less busted yeah. than the previous two draft formats. It was, yeah. Yeah, because sleep was kind of blue overrun. Yeah, like that's the idea right. with sleep. But I don't know. I can remember this like tabling, I think, at least once on Arena. And like it wasn't always what I wanted to pick in the pack. Whereas like the last two times I this came up in draft formats like 10 years ago or whatever, sleep was just like in the top five picks that you know including the mythics or whatever of the set. right yeah i guess i guess blue in this format had a lot of one x's that might be it yeah right you cast sleep and then you crack in for six then die <laughs> <laughs> fell specter is our last uncommon three and a black for a one three specter with flying when it enters the battlefield target opponent discards a card and whenever they discard a card that player loses two life whenever an opponent discards a card to, to be clear. I like I, I quite like Fell Spectre, actually. Yep, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I remember this doing things. Yeah, every time you got the trigger to happen again from some other discard while this was on the battlefield, you, you felt like a genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't get to happen often, but no. boy, yeah, you felt so good. This next card is just backbreaking. This is our rare Patient Rebuilding. Oh, no. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Uh, ah! <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have similar reactions to this card, certainly when I see my opponent cast it. Three blue blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. Then you draw a card for each land put in the graveyard that way. And uh, it does not take long to mill somebody out with this with this deck. Yeah. Yeah, I remember somebody flopping this against me and I like picked it up and read it, I think, and was like, yeah, all right. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess we can keep playing if you want. <laughs> I think I was black, white or red, white the first draft I took through this set. By the way, I came back. Hi, welcome back. And I passed this like pack three. I opened it. It's like my rare. I'm like, hmm, that seems okay. Whatever. Pass it. And, and then by the end of the draft, I was like, nope, I should have just taken that and thrown one of my colors in the garbage. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> just like played 23 lands or something. <laughs> Third pack pivot. Yeah. You don't need yeah. any other cards in your deck that do anything if you can find this and cast it. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
Well, I I think that might be that might be the extent of our pack openings for the day. I'm just looking at sort of how how much time we have. Gosh, we really went out on a banger. Yeah, I know. Both mm-hmm. in the recording and of the recording. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it, it's the rare that made Nelson leave the room. <laughs> Which I mean was also my reaction when playing the game. My opponent is like patient rebuilding. I just suddenly I'm three three doors. Oh three doors away I mean, my my reaction i think should have more appropriately been like and then i'm floating somewhere high above the game <laughs> and i can see myself continuing to play because i don't know that i'm dead yet <laughs> right like your opponent flops this and suddenly like a candle that is burning behind you gets extinguished <laughs> it's like i had an opponent the last time this was on arena in like quick draft i was like oh yeah core 2019 cool and i did some stuff and i enjoyed it and i had some had some good some good drafts and then yeah i because this 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 set had psychic corrosion didn't it uh is that the black or no the blue uncommon yeah that it's like you whenever you draw a card your opponent uh mills a card so it's it's like not as busted as teferi's tutelage because you don't get the the loot right off the bat right yes this was in 2019 yeah okay, so cool. yeah two in a blue enchantment whenever you draw a card each opponent mills two cards right right so my my opponent had a psychic corrosion but i was still aggressive enough that it wasn't a problem and then they played their second psychic corrosion and i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be really tight we're gonna really come down to the wire here but i think i can apply enough pressure and then they played the patient rebuilding and i was like just <laughs> <laughs> hello darkness my old friend <laughs> Yeah, that's real. I've never seen that before. That's really backbreaking, right? Because they sometimes draw like four cards off patient rebuilding. Yep. So it was like, oh, well, I, I had a deck here once. Now there's just a smoldering crater on my side. It's amazing they programmed that into Arena. How, wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, my sleeves are now deprecated. <laughs> yeah. Every, my internet cable's on fire. How is this happening? Are you familiar with Shadowrun like lore? It's like if, you, if a, a hack goes bad, sometimes like the the like anti-hacking software like routes back to your computer and then like deals brain damage to you or whatever oh yeah yeah getting back hacked back hacked yeah exactly it's like you see like you know big evil patient rebuilding nickel bolus hands come out of your monitor and just like grab you by the face or whatever (laughs) i i may have wandered accidentally into an infrared server or a black server Mm -hmm. in my time in Shadowrun. nice yeah hey nelson did you fall off your bike no i just uh, played some arena for a little while the wrong arena unfortunately jesus oh boy well if you want to get yourself some paper cards uh, which are much less likely to light on fire wait hang on back hack you (laughs) yeah back hack you i mean to be fair we have tried lighting a magic card on fire for a bit once and it was stupendously difficult really yeah they don't burn like they because i think it's something to do with the like the plastic core like you can like singe them like you'll you're gonna ruin the cards it's not like they're invincible but like you know we wanted to have a shot of someone like holding a magic card that was on fire you know like a piece of paper or something and it did not work okay so that's neat i guess don't try that with your cards from cardkingdom.com forward slash lrr exactly (laughs) just go to cardkingdom.com forward slash lrr and uh buy your cards there and then ask for a button and they'll send you a little one inch button. And when we're recording this, the button says big oof. But by the time you're hearing it, it could be something totally different. You'll have to find out and find out how much we appreciate it when you support us directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run spoilers. It's it's a lot. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so until next time, I have been Graham joined by Nelson. Bye. And Cameron. 
Huh? James is running the card reader. Jordan edits these. Heather gets them online. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.